Welcome to Passion and Purpose with Pamela, celebrating all things woman. I'm Dr. Pamela Hardy Shepherd here to ignite inspiration through conversations that spotlight women's power and their journeys. Let's share our light, our stories, and create a space of celebration for every woman. Here's to embracing our womanhood together. Welcome to our inspiring podcast series, where today we have the privilege of introducing Cheryl Rogers, a multifaceted personality whose life and career are as dynamic as they are impactful. Cheryl isn't just a dedicated wife, mother, sister, friend, cherished by all who know her. She's also a seasoned professional with 20 over 20 years of experience in C-suite level executive support. Her proficiency in navigating a fast-paced environment and exceptional organization, organizational and leadership and interpersonal skills set her apart in the field. Cheryl's commitment to exceptional customer service, her drive to embrace challenges, and her unheralded ability to multitask effectively while paying meticulous attention to detail. She's resourceful in spearheading and completing projects and shines as an enthusiastic team member and leader, inspiring the best in everyone around her. Adding to her impressive portfolio, Cheryl is also a passionate podcaster, hosting the much-loved show all about the experiences, and I'm so excited for this. Guided by her mother's motto, live your life to the fullest, her podcast is a vibrant space for exploring how networking, supporting others in their dreams and goals, and collaborating can make the world a better, better place. Cheryl's philosophy is creating meaningful partnerships through networking, offering support, fostering collaborations. She believes in staying connected, and that she does, ladies and gentlemen, as connection is the key to building community that uplifts and empowers. Her show, All About the Experience, isn't just a podcast. It's a journey into the heart of what fuels us as individuals and as a community. So get ready to dive into a world of inspiration, insight, connection, and with Mrs. Cheryl Rogers as she leads us through an enriching pathways of all about the Cheryl. Oh, Pamela, thank you so much. It is an absolute honor to be here and just beholding passion and purpose with Pamela. And I am so excited to be a part of your journey. So thank you so much for allowing me to come on your platform. It is such an honor to have you here. This is the woman that has taught me so much. It is without her, I don't think I really could have done this. So I'm looking at the guru and the guru is saying, okay, you're doing okay. But she is the expert and we are just so honored to have you here. We love you. You just, oh my goodness. I don't think I even did you justice in you know, reading this introduction because you are so much more than that. So if you will tell us a little more about you, and from whence you've come and just bring us forward because people need to hear that. Well, I, I will first start off with saying this. One of the things that you said in the introduction, um, which I want to thank you for, is that, you know, it's it's about connectivity. And I can remember many years ago when our paths crossed and I have been forever changed by that. Um, let me just first and foremost say that. And the connections that you form with people are really something that you you can't come in contact with someone and exchange of energy and not take something with you and also leave something with that person. And so that's why it's very in, important when you do have connections with folks that they're meaningful, that they're authentic, and um, that they're purposeful. And I can definitely say that um, those three things are highlighted in our relationship and our connection um, from the very start. And um, I, I take that to heart with me. Another thing that you mentioned was my mother. My mother, I carry with me 
every single day. And especially um, since I've lost her, uh, it's even more impactful and meaningful. And um, I do live much like you, my life with purpose. And so it's important for me as I'm living in my purpose is also to honor our parents, our ancestors. And um, I feel like because of the folks that I align myself with, I can definitely do that and be uh, purposeful and make sure that my legacy is leaving something for those who are coming behind me. And I'll, I'll start off with saying this, Pamela. One of the things that I remember, I have a lot of Pamelaisms, but one of the things that I remember most that you shared with me is that you lift as you climb. And that was one of the most impactful things that you could have ever given to me um, as a mentee and then also a little sister and a friend is because it made me realize that there was power in my journey and that I am a leader. You you showed me that I'm a leader. A lot, more often than not, I feel like a lot of times as we're on our path and we're not fully seasoned, if you will, or have come into our full season, that we think that we are not able to lead. And actually your journey and your mistakes that you make, you are a leader because people are watching you. They're watching to see how you fail and how you recover from those failures. And each failure, I feel like, only can lead to a success. As long as you take that and you use it as a teaching and learning tool and in recognizing that it's not just your teaching and learning tool, it's for everyone that's around you and that's watching you, that's rooting you on and those that are hating on you too. So, <laughs> you know, there's lessons to be learned in everything. But um, I, I will say this is that um, every experience that I have had and will have, it, it formulates this pathway for me in which that I am learning to be a better person. Uh, and not only that, but uh, again, lifting as I climb. And there's something to be said about making sure that you beautify the things that are around you. When I say that, you know, it's easy. Um, I don't know. And you and I know this, uh, when you can walk in a room with energy and let's say you woke up as they would say on the wrong side of the bed and you come into work and everybody is kind of full throttle. It's a Thursday. I call it Friday Eve. And you come in and someone's like, Hey, Cheryl. And I'm like, Hey, immediately you deflate a room. Well, even if I am feeling that way, I make it very purposeful and I I come in with intention like, you know what, whatever is going on here, I got to leave at the door because I feel like it's important to be impactful on those that are around me. And hopefully I can feed off of that great energy that they have and continue to blossom throughout the day and shed those other things, right? But you have to do that with intention and with purpose. and. Um, and I know that you started off like, where is this going? Well, this this is who I am. I've learned to embody that through, um, again, the people that I align myself with. And you have got to be one of the most passionate, um, positive people that I've ever had in my life. And I'm so thankful for that. And so that's a little bit about myself when I, I am being very intentional about how I move and who I connect myself with and learn from. And I feel like this journey of all about the experience is, is about learning. It's about learning and loving and making sure that you leave a positive impact on the world. And obviously you can't leave it the same way you came in, but that's the intent. Why would you want anything to just be status quo and, you know, the norm? You want to leave an impression, you know, um, here. And so I thank you even in, in this moment for giving me that opportunity to share a little bit of myself, but also gain something. And every time we connect, I gain something. So I'll just say that. I want to go back to something that that you were saying, you were saying so many things. They're so powerful what you say, Cheryl. And I, I you know, I'm going to say this. Um, we went to Iowa one year and most people 
have no clue about how, when you talked about walking into a room, how you can deflate it. Well, the one thing, you know, like, yeah, I'm fine or whatever people tend to do. But the thing about you is you walk in a room and you uplift it. You know, everybody in the room, everybody, they just cling to you because of the energy that and the vibe that you present in a room. And I, I one time we were in Iowa and I have to tell this story and I was sitting back. And I was watching Cheryl and I said to her, you know how to walk, work, work a room. And most people take that in maybe a negative context. And I, I need to be clear. She knows from the president of the university to some people who might be the janitor or, or a little child. She meets them where they are. She remembers their name, everything about them. And people love that because when you talk about them, they say, wow, she really cares about me instead of talking about self. She could go across the room, around the room, and people just gravitate toward her because of what she presents. She has always been a leader, always has leadership skills. She is a friend to everybody, to the little children, to the big adults who are supposed to be grown, but sometimes are not, <laughs> guiding them. I mean, it isn't just about me and being a mentor. She mentored me. So it is a give and take. There's things that Cheryl taught me that I was off on a tangent about. When I first came to that place, she set me straight. She guided me. She put bumpers around me and made me feel like this is where you're supposed to be. And in kind, when you see that somebody else has skills and a skill set that they know they have, but they're not quite sure about how they're going to play out, it is your task to point it out. So I, I just wanted to add that because you are a gift. You are more than a gift. You're a jewel, a diamond, whatever the most amazing gem there is. That is who you are. So tell us a little more about you. Um, where did you come from? How did you get to be the Cheryl Rogers? Absolutely. Well, I hail from East Oakland, California, and I rep that um, every opportunity that I get. You know, um, definitely um, what we call home, we carry with us, right? And I carry East Oakland in, in my heart. And anybody that's from uh, the city of Oakland, you not only claim Oakland, but you claim your set, which is East Oakland for me. And I'm very proud of coming from Oakland. I know a lot of times you'll hear, you know, some negative things and that's any place you know, in the country or, you know, in the state of California. Uh, but I am very proud to come from humble beginnings. Um, I come from a family full of women and lots of love. And I liken not only my journey, but who I am is because of the strong women and men that are in my life. And um, I started off mentioning my mom and you had the opportunity to um, meet and know my mother as well. And I, when I tell you, I carry that lady with me right here. I wake up thinking about her. I talk about her throughout the day and she's definitely one of the last people that I think about. And I carry that with me because she imparted so much wisdom to me, not just as a mother, but again, uh, watching someone through their successes and their failures. And um, she would always say she wasn't a traditional mom. She didn't know how to cook. She burned down two kitchens. Um, she did all of all of the things that she could do um, that were well within her, you know, wheelhouse. Um, but what she taught me is is to beat to your own drum. Um, to be confident and to be make sure that when you're doing something, you do it with intention, but also you do it for the greater good. And when I think about someone who had nothing but an altruistic uh, spirit about them, that was my mother. Um, she started a community medical van. And as a young child through our church, um, my grandfather transformed an RV 
into a medical unit, much like what we see today. And this was in the heart of Oakland. And it started off with going out and doing blood pressure uh, checks and screenings. And she made it a point that us girls were there because she wanted us to give back to our communities. Um, charity starts at home. And also to recognize that no matter who you come in contact with, and this is speaking to what you said earlier about whether it's the president or the janitor, you treat people with kindness and respect because when you do that, the expectation is, is that they're going to give it back to you. And not everybody will, but when you demonstrate that, they may not see that in themselves, like what you were saying, but you give them the opportunity to recognize that I am a person of value and I I deserve to be treated with respect and loved. And, you know, you go from there. And sometimes you have to act the part before you fully embody it. And so being in those kind of situations where obviously I have the protection of uh, my church family and my family around me. But what it taught me was, is that even in some of the most precarious situations you can be in, and if you're there with true intention and love to help and serve, then you're going to gain something and someone again is going to gain something from you. Uh, the other thing is I am a educated person, I'd like to say. I uh, absolutely have been encouraged by you and so many in my life to pursue not only a higher education, and I can tell a story I will definitely go into about when you're feeling discouraged and having someone around you, even if they're not physically there in the room with you, to regain that momentum and uh, push forward. But um, my mother also deemed that it was important to have an education. She would always say, you're going to leave my house with integrity and you're going to leave my house educated. And those are things that you carry with you and no one can take. So that was really important. And it's definitely at my core. Uh, I can tell you that I have had <laughs> um, in gaining higher education. I didn't go the traditional route. You know, I graduated valedictorian from my high school, but I didn't go straight to college. Um, I took a year to kind of take classes um, at a local community college. I decided I was going to work my first big girl job in Berkeley, California at Pioneer Electronics as a receptionist. And back then I was making $18 an hour in 1993. So I was just like, I was making good money. And I was just like, hey, this is it. This is easy. I get to connect with people. Um, I get to learn a little bit more about things I'm into, which um, I was really into music, even though I cannot sing or hold a note. And um, just really uh, consort with uh, what I thought at the time, and I, I'm damn certain that they were, uh, the elite in the electronics world. And I soon found out that that was not necessarily my calling, but what I did recognize is that there was power in connectivity and um, really making sure that when you are connecting with people, you have to listen and uh, recognize that they have something to share that you in turn can take and put your own spin on it. It may uh, result in you starting a business of your own or a podcast of your own to be able to share those experiences. But um, beyond that, uh, I also recognize that this was not my last stop. And every time that I've gotten somewhere where I've gotten comfortable, that was something else that my mother told me and I think you reminded me of too. That is not, when you get comfortable, it's time to move because there's always that next level, that next step, and there's that next opportunity to connect with people. So uh, education, my educational journey, I have uh, acquired my MBA and I did that while uh, Pamela and I were working together at um a, a university that I'll say will remain nameless. And the reason why I say that is even though I gained education from there, it was the connections to the people who supported me um, that have really been uh, the true heroes and a part of my degree process. And so uh, Pamela, I worked in the same uh, school of uh, education, if you will, uh, 
and uh, I supported her. And in doing so, uh, there were times that she would be on travel or teaching or just not in the office in general, and I would face challenges. And she offered her office as a, a safe space for me to go into whether I was trying to finish assignments on my lunch because I'm a little bit of a procrastinator or if I had hit a wall and recognized that, well, today is not that day. And did I want to share that phase with the folks that we were working with? And um, sometimes through your journeys, there's tears that are shed. And so her office was a safe space for me to shed those tears in private, recollect myself, look at her uh, degrees on the wall and said, she did it and I know that I can. That's super impactful because there were times that, you know, I faced so many challenges. Um, I lost my mom during the quest in getting my MBA and there were times that I wanted to give up. And Pamela was a constant reminder, no ma'am, you will not give up. You will continue, not only because that was my journey and it was my destiny, but I made a promise. I made a promise to my mother and she reminded me of that. And I made a promise to myself. And so as difficult as things got, it was important for me to have that space and that support. And you offered that for me during those. And I don't know how many, if you recognize how many times I went into your office, you probably saw the tear stains on your desk. No. I, I no. used your office a lot. And it also, again, um, gave me a quiet space to make sure that I was doing my assignments. And when I needed assistance where, you know, we, we all hit a wall and I'm like, what am I not doing? And you encourage me to go to my um, instructors and professors and say, what can I do to get past this? And that's in life. It's the same concept. When you get to that plateau or you hit that wall, you have to reach out to your village and your tribe and say, I need help and not be afraid to ask for it. So that is my journey in education, which also leads me to the connections again, no matter where you're at, whether you're at church, you're at school, uh, work, um, you can be anywhere, the grocery store. Um, Pamela will tell you, I never meet a stranger <laughs> and it's true. And it stems from that home, that home training and that home. I used to be painfully shy, believe it or not. And you probably wouldn't do this now, but my grandmother encouraged me, don't come back home unless you've met five new people and you know new stuff about them. Now, would you do that in today's day and age? It's called stranger danger. It's a no. But what I loved about that is that it made me reach out to other students in, in school. Even if I knew I was down to, I only got four people today, I knew that she was gonna ask me. And I knew that I had uh, accountability in letting her know who I met and what I learned new about them. And so that helped me come out of my shell, but I guess I continue to carry that with me because I've been in several places where I know absolutely no one. And it can be an intimidating when you walk in the room and a lot of times when you walk in the room and look like me and you're the only person that looks like yourself, I make it a point that that is not going to be the barrier. I'm going to go out and I'm going to make connections. I'm going to draw from people and I'm going to leave a little bit of Cheryl with them as well. And for sure, you leave a lot of Cheryl with them. <laughs> <laughs> you leave a lot of Cheryl with them. I mean, you are, you just have a way about yourself in, in the way that you see the world, the way you perceive things, uh, the way that you you attempt to tell someone something. When you are encouraging people, your voice, your tone, your mannerisms, you're all in. And people know you are listening to them. And the way that you encourage is the way that they can receive it, not the way that you want to give it, you have studied people enough. You listen to them, like you said earlier, and you give them the feedback the way that they can receive it. And that is a gift, everybody. That is a gift. That communication is such a gift and the way it's effective because you, you know where 
people have gone in so many different directions. So many things have happened to them in their life. And they will let you know, they tell you in a multiplicity of ways. And Cheryl always listens. And she listened and then she would give it. And I'm going to give an example. And this is <laughs> makes me look really bad, but I'm just going to tell the truth here. I was dating my husband, my present husband. And as a single woman, you have to take care of everything yourself. You don't have a safety net. So um, it was raining and I had a flat tire. Now, my husband, who I was dating at the time, lived in one area and I lived in the other. Now, on my insurance or AAA, you have the people come out and fix your tire. And I couldn't understand why he was so frustrated. And I was talking to Cheryl and <laughs> he's your boyfriend and you can say what you said, but it made me have to take a step back and say, oh, and it was just that simple and minute. So if you will share what you shared with me, because it was so powerful, people, and Absolutely. you don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss. Well, first and foremost, I understand being an independent woman myself. I have been raised that you don't wait for someone else to assist. You jump right in. And like you said, you've been single, you, and I mean, let me tell you this, Pamela can do just about anything. I haven't come across anything that she's not um, capable of doing. So that's number one. Number two, um, which I, <laughs> this is so funny. She was just like, well, even if I couldn't change the tire, I know how to pick up the phone and call AAA. And what I've learned, and I've learned this not only through uh, watching my mom through trial and error, because um, my mom would kill me for even mentioning this, uh, God rest her soul. She was married three times as well. And she's like, and I used to call her Jean Mitchell McNeil Miller Lindsay. I wanted to go all the names, but I say that to say she was just like, you know, you have to allow men to be protectors and, and to serve. And, you know, he was on his fast track to not just being your boyfriend, but your fiance. And he is such a wonderful gentleman and he's a protector um, just by nature. It's in his nature. And so I understood his frustration because this is another thing. And like you, you learn through other people. I am too the same woman where I want to do things and I, I got this, I don't need your help. But you, I learned through my own marriage that you have to allow people to be there for you. And it's okay, even though you may know how to do something, it's okay to allow someone to assist you or help you or even show you how to do it more effectively or efficiently or greater than that, to just care for you. And so in that moment, he was trying to care for her. And she was just like, but I can do it myself. And I called and, and I was just like, what he's trying to tell you is that he loves you and he wanted to care for you and be there for you. And the thought of you being stranded or in a position where you were left vulnerable or needed help is unnerving to anybody that loves you, but especially your man. And so I was like, and she was like, but I can do it myself. And I said, I too could have done it myself, but sometimes you have to allow especially the people who love us and that want to protect us, that space and that opportunity, because they know that we can handle it too. But sometimes it's not about what we can do. It's about what we can allow people to do for us. And that's that exchange of energy and love and care. And so in that moment, I was just like little sister talking to big sister. And she's like, I hear you. And I heard myself and it was a reminder to me as well, because I have a tendency to, you know, backtrack and be like, I got this, but it was a reminder to myself that how important it is to allow not only the people who love us, but that most important person, your, your partner, your spouse to be there for you in those moments. And so it's that give and take. That, that is, oh my goodness, that is so powerful. And, and the other part about that is, ladies and gentlemen, it is from whence you've come. If you've been in a relationship that you had to do those things and you had to figure it out, it, it takes someone else to kind of point it out. And you have to surround yourself with people that are actually going to help lift you. 
and not like, well, I'm, I don't have anything to say to her or whatever. And it doesn't matter how much education somebody thinks they have. It, you can have all the education, but not know some really important things. And so I listened to Cheryl because I'm this single woman. She's a married woman. She's a married woman. It doesn't mean that I wasn't married before and I'm not even going to go there. But the point is, is that she seen something and I, I presented it to her and she told me the truth in the way that I could receive it. And so you want to make sure that your circle is going to be someone who will tell you the truth in the way that you can receive it. And sometimes you have to peel it back like an onion. But the point is, she did not like defer it to, well, that that's her thing. No, she told me the truth and I'm grateful for that. Tell us some more, uh, Cheryl, about who you are. Um, your wisdom of your mother has instilled a lot in you and I see it. Our mothers have a, a profound effect on us and from whence we've come, how we were raised. And so tell us some more about you. Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, just let's talk about motherhood. Uh, I was a young mother. I got married at 19, um, had my daughter, who's now 27, at 21. And, um, you know, it's motherhood. You don't have, a, there's not a, a a book or a guide or what have you. Your guide is through trial and error. It's through connecting with other mothers and women that can impart wisdom to you. Um, it's about being humble. Being a mother will humble you like no, nobody's business. Again, uh, you know, tapping into your tribe, there's been times that I've come to Pamela and I'm like, you know, especially during the teenage years and you're like, wow. And then, you know, the first thing, you know, your mother used to always tell you, you will have a moment. <laughs> Or this is going to come full circle. And it's so true. It's so true. You never turn off that worry. You never turn off that love. I don't care what they do. You never turn it off. I mean, you can be extremely disappointed. And then you can also be extremely elated and proud. And, you know, you can't tell me anything. Nobody's kid is better than mine. You know that you can walk with your chest out and everything. Um, but it is definitely a humbling um, experience. I felt like I learned so much through my children. Um, I appreciate it when you when I had uh, children, um, which I'll give a little shout out. Ashley um, is my daughter and Justin, my son, uh, both, both adults now and uh, college educated. My youngest is uh, just entering into college, but very proud of them, you know. My mom used to tell me the best part of being our mother, and I didn't know how to take this at first, but now I understand, was when I made her a grandmother. And I was just like, well, what about us? What am I, chopped liver? And she was just like, no, because what it showed me was that I was, she goes, I always question whether or not I was a good mother to you girls, but it showed me that I am a great mother because my mothering in you through uh, failures and successes have created amazing mothers in who you all are and rearing my grandchildren. And, you know, she got all the best parts of the grandkids. She got to love on them. But I will say this, she would get off in those butts too. But, you know, what I loved about that was that I have something to look forward to um, when I become a grandmother, hopefully not too soon, but, you know, I know it's, it's, it's destiny. It's going to come. But when I say that, I, I look forward to that because that'll be an indicator of how well I've parented my children. And um, I love, I love being a mother. I do. And I'd like to say, you know, I, I, I do cook, I do clean and I do the traditional mom stuff, but I also have gotten to a place where I, I think as we have progressed, you know, and each generation is different and this is something you've taught me is about being transparent and allowing them to see us fail, allowing them to celebrate us and our successes. So my kids, we're a military family. Um, we're a unit. We, we like we 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 travel in packs. We are together all the time. They're my little best friends. 
Um, they're my little nemesis too, because I was just like, whoo, these kids, you know, if you're a parent, you know, kids can be very trying to you, but they're also a reminder of, uh, why I work as hard as I do, why, um, the challenges that I face, I must uh, overcome. Um, and also why it's important for them to see me, um, fail and, uh, succeed. And I say fail forward. Um, because in every failure that I've had, it has pushed me maybe in a slightly uh, newer or different direction, but it's always on that path to success. And that's my destiny. I feel like that. There is, if, if you keep getting up and you keep pushing forward, that's your journey, but it's also uh, an indicator of your success as well. So I feel very confident um, in allowing my children to see that. The other thing is, is being married. Uh, it's been 30, 30 plus years that he and I have been together, together. We will be married in, uh, what is it? 2025 will be 30 years. And the important thing about that is marriage is not easy, but when you are committed and you are committed to being committed, you know, a lot of times people ask me, Lord, how long, how did you, what is the secret? The secret is... <laughs> And people say, you probably never go to bed mad. If I never went to bed mad, I would, I'd have bags like Louis Vuitton under my eyes. No, that is not the case. Sometimes you just got to refresh yourself and come back with a clear head and say, hey, we're going to attack this head on tomorrow after I've had some sleep or a glass of wine. I don't know. What are the both or, or all of it? But I will say it's being committed to being committed. And sometimes our children serve as those reminders too, because they are the culmination of us coming together in love and recognizing that we have uh, little people or little adult people that are uh, looking at us and uh, looking to set the example. And it's not a perfect process, but it's an important journey. And when it's uh, you know, uh, cloaked in love, that's even better. Um, but when it's cloaked in commitment, because you you have ebbs and flows, trust me. <laughs> you love and you you fall in and out of love, you fall in and out of like. And you know, one thing that the uh, the pandemic taught me, I was just like, I like you. Wow, because we spent a lot of time together. But what I loved, it was like a reset button because we were spending so much time together and you're in confined spaces, you find ways either to find more space or you find ways to come together. And so if that meant coming together for meals or um, because, you know, we were only connected to the world through, you know, uh, mediums like this, Zoom, Teams, FaceTime, picking up the telephone, writing a letter, you know, I don't know how I was going to get out there. You know, you had to uh, go <laughs> when the street was clear to go drop it into the mailbox because you didn't know what was happening. But what that also did was that fear that we all experienced um, during the pandemic also made you realize that you appreciated your family and um, things that were typically we would deem as very petty, but took a high, you know, precedence at at you know, before the pandemic, now you look at it and you're like, this is nothing. I need to tap into what's important. And these people that are in front of me are what's important. And also the people who you weren't able to be in front of, because you took that, you can also take those things for granted and reaching out and having that connectivity um, through those mediums. There were people that I lost uh, during the pandemic that I couldn't even, my aunt that I'm named after, she uh, passed away due to complications from cancer and COVID, but uh, I wasn't able to properly give the traditional send-offs that we do um, in, in our culture, in our traditions, and that was very hard to deal with. And so tapping into your, your core and your center, which is my family and my husband and my children, it allowed me to really recenter myself and um, recognize that there are greater things um, and love is important, but it's also important to let people know how you feel about them. Like they say, give them their flowers while they're here. And that was really uh, evident. So it well, was definitely something that brought us closer together. 
I, I love that you share that because I, I think my question would be, excuse my mm-hmm. voice here, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, my question would be to you, for someone who doesn't have a husband or children, what would you say to them? What What would you encourage them to do? Certainly, um, much the same. I mean, the husband, that that's one relationship. Children, your relationship with your children is another relationship. Your, your friends, your mentors, you know, friends that you consider family, um, your family, those are all important relationships that you have to nurture. Um, you know, it, it's, it's nothing like to pick up the phone and get a text from someone. I know when I get a text from you, it's like, it lightens my day. It makes me realize that you know what, even if I can't, you know, us, when we get on the phone, I love to have a marathon. I can look up and it'll be three hours. I was like, where, where did the time go? But it, it happens, right? But it's like, I'm not always able to do that, whether it's because of family obligations or work or travel or whatever the case may be. But it's important sometimes, even if you just drop someone, I mean, we have technology, a text and say, hey, I'm thinking about you or, hey, I saw this today and it made me think of you. That little thing can be such a huge, um, impactful moment for someone in their lives. There's been times, Pamela, that you have sent me a text message and you said, I just have a feeling and I just want to let you know that I love you and I'm here and I hope you're doing good. And you don't, and you'll say, you always say, don't worry about getting back to me. I just want you to know I'm thinking about you. And I'm like, and I'll sit there and I have to take a moment for myself because it's less like I'm so caught up in all the things that I'm doing that I'm like, wow. And then I'll take a moment to be like, I know I have to respond to you. And it sometimes it's not in the time that I want it to, but I, I make it a point to make sure that I get back because it meant something to me that you connected. And if you're a single person and you're dating and you can, well, I'll say this, date multiple people, I say that, connect, let them know that, you know, whether it's this one thing that you're thinking about this person or another for another, let them know. I think a lot of times I hear a lot of my single friends say, I don't want to give too much of myself. Well, if the end goal is to get to the point where you are giving of yourself to that one person, you have to, going back to connectivity, connect with people and let them know exactly how you feel. Let I, I, I feel like we've always been told, don't show all your cards. And I get that. There are things that you should keep private. but what you shouldn't keep private is how someone makes you feel. And I think, um, Pamela, you have always been a proponent of quoting uh, Maya Angelou when she said, you know, (laughs) you won't necessarily remember what someone said, but you will absolutely remember how they made you feel. And I know I didn't quote that right, but the sentiment is still the same. And in that, you have to, we have to stand, get from behind these uh, facades of, well, you know, I'm not going to show you who I truly am. Well, how do you expect someone to get to know who you are if you're not willing to show them who you are and show them that authentic person that you are? Um, there's something to be said about authenticity and um, showing people, you know, a lot of times we look at um, social media. And I always say this, yes, I'm going to post, I'm going to try to post the best picture I have of myself. Um, I'm going to share with you the great things that I'm doing, but that's a highlight reel of my life. I'm also using my podcast to show you because it's all about all of the experiences, you know, when I've had a rough day or how I've overcome something that, um, I've been going through, whether it's been health or something that I'm working through, like I I shared earlier with school and just trying to reset myself and recognizing that I may have hit this wall, but you know what, through sometimes talking and getting this out, there may be someone that talks back to you or that you're talking to inadvertently and not knowing that your your journey that you're sharing is going to help them. So I would encourage single folks come from behind your your wall that you've put up or even, I forget what the name of the show where the neighbor had the half wall and all you saw was this part of his face. Show all of you. There's something to be said. We're whole people. And if you cannot be your whole self with the person that you ultimately want to spend your life with, what's the point? 
what is the point? And that is so powerful because that person may be not the one for you. And the other part um, is just like being a woman. Um, You know, I look at you and I see you are just beautiful. You're beautiful inside out. And let's just be real. You are beautiful inside and out. And my mother used to say, I think there's a saying about, oh, well, it just went out of my head. But it was basically uh, looks are fleeting and ugly is to the bone is basically pretty is as pretty does. You can be the most beautiful, stunning woman and just have a nasty attitude. And I, I guess with women, um, there's, there's, you know, it's like we give so much of ourselves. And I just want to ask you, how do you stay so beautiful, so pulled together, what and people are always ask you what is your secret i mean you have this phenomenal style and so what is it that you're doing that the rest of us need to hear about what is it because you've taught me a lot of things too so i just want to say that share us because you know we get into our little what do you want to say like in a, a little funk yeah maybe funk. yeah yeah Sure. You know, um, it, it's definitely, it, it lends to what you just said. It's, it starts from the inside out. And if you don't feel good inside and we don't always, you know, I've gone through belts of depression. I've dealt with all like extreme loss. I've gone through, you know, just not in general feeling good about myself. You know, I definitely have some weight I need to lose. And there's all these different things that internally are going on. But at the end of the day, and my mom used to say this, it's like, you can change the things on the outside, right? You, I can do my hair, put on a little makeup, get my nails done. Um, You can do all of those things outwardly and you'll feel good. You can look like what I'm driving. I love looking down at my nails, you know, that kind of thing. But when you feel good inside, all of this is just superficial, right? And so I make it um, my, I'm intentional. I'll say this. I'm intentional about being happy. And even when I'm facing a lot of different things, sometimes it's that forced thing where you're smiling just because, like I said um, earlier, I don't want to do that transfer of emotions just because I'm not in the greatest space right now. I don't think that I owe it to everybody else to make them put them in that same funky mood. And so sometimes because I'm trying to be selfless and not putting that off on someone else, it allows me to then as you would say, kind of fake the funk, um, push through and be intentional about how I connect with someone or what I'm going to do, how I plan my day. And what ends up happening is, is when you're leading with that intent to be intentionally happy, guess what happens? It happens. You you become happy. You connect with someone. And it may not be a complete thing. Someone may say, you know what? You don't really seem like yourself. And in that moment, you can decide to share, you know, like, yeah, I'm not having such a great day. Well, what's going on? And if it's someone that you can trust and share with, then maybe giving that exchange and letting them know where you're at and they can impart something to you or just the release of being able to get that off of your chest, it makes you feel lighter. I don't know about you, but I always feel so much better when I'm able to talk about something and I might not have complete clarity about the situation, but at least I'm talking about it. I'm not just stuck in this mindset of what am I going to do? What am I going to do? This, you know, this impending, kind of, I want to say doom, but it, it does feel like that sometimes. Like it's just this impending doom and you just feel like you're stuck in this rut. And I'm very, again, intentional about I'm waking up and today will be a good day. Even if yesterday wasn't, today will, it's a new day. God woke me up this morning. He made sure that I'm talking to you and Pamela and it's a good day. And my thing is this, is that uh, I always say this on my podcast is you got to check in. Not only, you know, you and I are very much, we're, we're, we're moms, we're, we, we, we're caregivers. We take care of people. But the one person you have to care for is yourself. Even on the airplane, they tell you, put your mask on before you put it on anybody else. Because if you don't, if you can't breathe, how can you breathe life into someone else? And it goes back to this um, analogy. 
I like to say, you can give people, I, and I, I deplete myself a lot. You take a cup, you fill up your cup. If you keep pouring out of your cup into other people's cups, at some point, your cup is not going to only be half empty. It might go empty completely. How can you continue to pour into others if you have nothing in your cup? So the idea is you keep pouring into your cup and your overflow pours into others. Because if you can't take care of you, you can't take care of others. Powerful. Yes, I love that analogy. Um, I always say you cannot give from an empty vessel. You cannot. And women, we are notorious of pouring. Uh, it's just like a checkbook. You know, uh, we keep, there are no deposits. There's a lot of things going out and pretty soon we're zero and we wonder how did we get there? And right. so I know, uh, you know, we can talk forever, guys. I, you know, there are so many things I want to ask Cheryl, but I need to be cognizant because I need to tell you, she got on here at 6.30 in the morning because she's flying out today. And, you know, it, it shows you how, important this is and how she wanted to come on here when she could do anything else. This woman is always traveling. She's always meeting people, going places, and she has her own podcast. So I am so honored that she even took the moment, the time, the hour or two to come on here. There's something to be said. And the last thing I would love for you to talk about, Cheryl, and then I promise I won't ask any more questions. You're fine. I'm here for it all. <laughs> your circle. How important is your circle around you? And um, tell us a little bit, because I know a lot of times we have people in our lives. And um, I'm going to share this real quick. I went to Jamaica one year to a, a program called Sisters Jamming in Jamaica. And uh, the author, Debrina Jackson-Gandy, she said something so powerful, and I, I have continued to say it. We allow people on the front seat of our vehicle that really need to be on public transportation. It doesn't mm. mean you don't love them. It does not. But everybody doesn't deserve to sit on the front seat of your car. And I always imagine this convertible and we're flying down the street, right? And that person sitting on the front seat of the car, you love them, you give them the money to get on public transportation. Because if they're not, uh, intentionally being in your life um, as a support, as to lift you up, and they're tearing you down like, oh, you've gained some weight. I mean, how does that help you? It, it doesn't help yeah. you or making wisecracks. So uh, the circle for me is one of the most important things, especially for a woman. And if you could just talk about that a little while. Um, Absolutely. I I have learned so much. Um, you know, I I appreciate even in the intro when you were talking about just how I connect. And it's it's interesting. You I know how I lead with intention, but it's when you hear it from other people. And my mom used to always say, it's not what they say <clears throat> when you're in the room, it's what they say when you're out of the room. And I I feel good when I hear people saying, Oh, I heard about you and this, that, and the third, you know, and I'm just, it makes me feel good because it makes me realize that the journey that I am on is definitely in, in leading with intention is being recognized and felt by those that are around me. Now, with regards to my circle, I've learned a lot in the, I want to say in the last five years, especially I've had people sitting on my front seat, sitting in the back seat, and even sitting in the tailgate that had no business being there. And um, the interesting thing is, it's like, you know, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. And even though I've heard that and it's been a mantra, sometimes we're not willing to accept it all the time because you want to believe that this person doesn't mean harm by you or that they um, maybe you're just going, we give excuses, you know, and I've learned that the excuses that I continue uh, to allow and allow these people to come into my space and uh, cause disruptions are those same people 
that when I do have those failures or, you know, are, are looking or praying for your demise and you'd be surprised, these people will be there and like they're, they're uh, you know, uh, wolf in sheep's clothing, rooting you on. And you're like, I am so lucky to have you. I got all these people around me. They love me. And then when you find out that they don't, it can be devastating. It can be absolutely devastating. And so what I've learned is through some, definitely a lot of trial and a lot of error, is that, excuse me, it's important for you to be very cognizant of who's in your circle. And even when they have proven or they're showing some improvement, does not necessarily mean that they still belong there. You can then upgrade them from bus fare to a bus pass and not allow them to sit in that front seat with you because some people are there simply for the ride. And um, even I don't operate from that space, but others do. And so, you know, even I, I think I start off with saying that, you know, even through your success and failures, you teach people, but you also teach people how to treat you. And if you continue to allow people to come and sit their rusty dusties in your front seat and they're like, well, she doesn't respect herself because she's allowing me back in. And I've already shown her that, yeah, I don't really care about you, but let me just come over and be nice right now. And then, oh, Cheryl will ingratiate me back into her circle. Sometimes the the, the best thing that you can do for yourself is saying, and treat them, um, I think someone that you and I both know, I won't say her name, but uh, treat them like they're a hot stove. And, you know, I recognize that hot stoves can offer uh, heat to bake bread and to cook your food, but does not mean that you want to put your hand on it and touch it and burn yourself. And so without protection, and my protection is keeping you at a distance. And so with that being said, recognizing that you can still be impactful in someone's life, but don't have to have them in your circle. You can also still show someone by example, um, you know, your journey that you're on, you can impart wisdom if they come and ask you for advice. And I, I say, let them ask you, don't offer it to them, let them ask you for that um, and share that. But also don't feel like you have to be the person that hand walks them because my journey hasn't always been that I've been hand walked somewhere. It's, you know, again, through trial and error and figuring that out and recognizing that some people just want to be there when you're at the finish line and they didn't hand you any water. They didn't put any money towards your uh, sponsorships or anything like that. They want to be there for the celebration. And in order to be part of my celebration, I want to know that whether you have offered words of encouragement whether you have been there to hand me a meal or be a shoulder to cry on, or just simply, and when I say be there, be there in from a distance, but praying for me and recognizing that, you know what, this little girl is on a, a journey here and she needs my, my encouragement, my prayers. That's it. But not everybody, like you said, deserves a seat in it, even at your table. And I would encourage people um, when you see people showing uh, red flags and people say red flags, any flag, I'm looking at it, any colored flag that you see, you have to look at that and say, unless it's the white flag saying, hey, I'm here to in, in support and help or we all need help. That's one thing. But when you see people who are waving flags and you're like, well, why would you do that? We are, as people, not just women, but when we have this intuitive nature and you know when you get the hairs on the back of your neck that stands up or you get that that feeling in your stomach or something that causes you to take pause, there's a reason for that. And don't explain it away. And I'll say this just to, uh, to jump on that too. It's the same thing with your health. I've had many health issues and I've had what they call warning signs. And I've ignored it. Oh, I'm distressed or, oh, you know, I'm going through this and it just caused my stomach to hurt. Listen to those signs, whether it's in relationships or it's your body. It's your body is telling you for a reason. Uh, well said, well said. And it's so true because we're notorious about it. Um, we put everybody else first. 
And uh, you said so many wonderful things. I am not going to add to it. <laughs> you know, it was so well said. And I sound like I repeat myself. I do that because of being a professor. You repeat, you repeat, you repeat. Because you want to ensure that people heard the message or the words that you just chose to use. I just want us to thank Cheryl. Um, we need to have her come back for a part two, most definitely, because there's so much to unpack and there's so much to be said. And I want to make sure that you, it will be in the show notes, uh, all about the experience. You need to listen to her podcast. She has some of the most incredible people. I mean, she's interviewing movie stars. That's where she is <laughs> on that level. And, and I'm like the little, little kid uh, riding the scooter. And I'm okay about riding the scooter because you don't run first. You don't even get on the scooter. You, you, you crawl, you roll, you, then you crawl, then you walk, and then you get on the scooter. Right. So, um, um, if you could just uh, share those things with us and just tell people about your podcast, it would absolutely. Thank you for giving me that that space to do so. So, um, all about the experiences uh, is a podcast that I started during the pandemic, and it was a way for me. Really, it was almost therapeutic, a way for me to talk about things that I was going through. Um, I launched the podcast with Pamela as my inaugural guest on Juneteenth, which is my mom's birthday, and wanted to honor her in that way. And I know that she would be rooting me along the way. And again, I initially started it off just to talk about things that I was going through or things that I deemed um, interesting, because in my day job, I'm a uh, executive assistant and a corporate events manager. And in, in my job, I meet so many interesting people. I get to travel amazing places and have wonderful experiences and sometimes not great experiences. And so in the infancy of the podcast, you know, I would talk about um, all the, the wonderful people that I've met. But then when I realized that, you know, as we continue to go through uh, the pandemic and other things that were socially um, in racial climate in the in the world had been changing, the landscape was changing. God blessed me with that platform. And I felt like I deemed it necessary to also cover topics that were um, very impactful and intentional about things that were going on affecting not only me, but my community. I'm also a military veteran and I uh, served in the United States Navy. Um, my husband is also, he's a retired uh, Navy vet as well. And it's like, these were things that were not only impacting our military, uh, you know, community, but also I am African-American our community was being decimated by uh, violence and, you know, uh, different health concerns and things like that. And these were things that I wanted to bring to the forefront to talk about. It's not always uh, necessarily a feel-good piece, but what I will say is it's going to be packaged in there and let you know that there are resources that are available for all of these different things that we're, we're talking about. Um, I have been blessed to have amazing people that have reached out to me um, which I feel like what you said, you know, in, in its infancy and you, you, you crawl before you walk and hop on that scooter, but have had some really amazing, um, folks that are on the, on the big screen come up and what I've learned from them, um, they've, they came to me to be on my platform, but they're human just like me. And they want, they have a story to tell and their journey of, um, failures and successes um, is just something that they can share and offer inspiration to others. Uh, the other thing is, is that the podcast has also uh, lent to people inviting me places because you, you never know who's listening. I'm telling you, you never know who's listening. And they invite you to come places because they want to be a part of your journey. And, um, and, and sit on that front seat or in the back seat or what have you. And I'm here for it as long as they're bringing that positivity that they can impart to, you know, my listeners and viewers. 
Um, you can find me on All About the Experiences on Instagram. Um, that thing that used to be called Twitter, that's now X. It's called uh, Creating Xperi One. Um, I don't know how I ended up with that. It was early on, but also on Facebook, um, All About the Experiences. And I also have a website, allabouttheexperiences.com. And if you just want to reach out to me, and give me some content or you're interested in coming on my platform, you can reach me at Cheryl at allaboutthexperiences.com. And I feel like this world is made up of so many amazing people that have stories to tell and uh, wisdom to impart. And I think we started off with saying that the folks that you come in contact with, not only do you want to leave something with them, but you want to take something with you that can be uh, positive and impactful and really change the fabric in what we call as this amazing world. And I have a dear friend of mine that um, she always says, I'm a global citizen. I'm not just here uh, you know, I'm here to make an impact, but I'm here to make an impact, not just on my little nucleus here, but for it to be felt. And it starts on platforms like this, when you're able to reach, you know, uh, larger than your, your new, your nucleus, you know. And so Pamela, I want to send a big thank you to you for allowing me this time and this space to be on your platform. I know we talked about it, you have been such an amazing mentor to me. You are a big sister to me. You're a dear friend. And you're that person <laughs> that has just been a constant. And I always want on my front seat. So thank you for allowing me this space. And I look forward to seeing this platform grow. You are amazing, incredibly easy to talk to. And everything that you impart in that when you touch me and others, they are forever changed. And I am forever changed by your friendship. Oh, my goodness. I almost have no words because she chokes me up. And it's like, um, I just want to thank you, Cheryl. You... I mean, you could be doing anything and people need to know that as much gratitude that I possibly can evoke and tell you, I am so pleased that you took the time to come on here because you could say, I don't have time for that, but that isn't Cheryl, everyone. And I want you to go look at her podcast and look at the people that she has had on there. And she'll give me the information. I will put it in the show notes, but you can hear this. We will put the links in there. But I just want to say <clears throat> thank you for who you are and for the things that you do. You change lives every day. Every day you change lives. And I just want to thank you for coming on. Thank you for being here today. Um, I don't think I, I can barely talk. My voice is gone. <clears throat> Excuse me. So everyone, I'll probably just, just say to you, go to her website, go to her, her all about the experiences because it is all about the experiences. It really is. And thank we just you. thank you for being here today. And thank you for taking your time out. I love you, Cheryl. You're a blessing. And so everyone, we thank you and we will see you soon. Thank you all for joining us today on Passion and Purpose. It's been wonderful to connect with you. And I hope you found our conversation as enlightening and inspiring as I have. A huge thanks to our guests who contributed to the discussion and share their experiences and insights. Your stories are the heartbeat of this podcast and it's a joy to explore our passions and purpose together. I'm Pamela, reminding you to live with passion and purpose. Until next time, take care and keep reaching for your dreams.